Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. I thought about you people out there who are patiently or impatiently (laughs) waiting for healing. I know the feeling when you're sitting there like, Lord, seriously, like anytime you want to take this away from me, I am totally game. And I listened to the gospel today. And I felt in my heart (laughs) for everyone who is out there waiting for some sort of healing from Jesus. So let's take a peek. Luke 4, 38 through 44. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a severe fever, and they interceded with him about her. He stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up immediately and waited on them. At sunset, all who had people sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on each of them and cured them. And the demons also came out from many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him, and when they came to him, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, To the other towns also I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Okay, so I sit here and I think, all right, all of the apostles are sitting in Simon's house with Jesus, They intercede with Jesus saying, hey, Jesus, what do you think we ought to do about Simon's mom? Do you think maybe like you can heal her or something? (laughs) I just would have laughed to have been a fly on the wall to listen to that conversation. And then at sunset, everybody and their brother is bringing people to get healed and to cast out demons. And as they're being cast out, they're saying, you are the son of God crazy. And then at daybreak, guess what Jesus does? He gets up and he goes and he prays. Gosh, guys, if Jesus prays, you must pray. Look in the description of this podcast. I have a 40-day video prayer course that can help you establish a prayer life, a relationship with the most important being in your existence, God, the one who created you. Okay, back to the gospel. So at daybreak, again, he goes off to pray. And then everyone is coming in. They're trying to like say, Lord, you can't leave. You got to stay. 
And he's like, hey, 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 I got, I got plenty of work to do, not just here. Okay, now back to you. <laughs> and you're like, okay, Lord, hey, I'm in Judea. Hey, I'm over here. Hey, I'm over here. Wherever you are, God, I am waiting and ready for you to heal me. So why aren't you healed? Why is that temptation not gone? Why is that vicious behavior not gone? Why is that relationship not mended, not fixed? Why are you still holding resentment and having issues with teachings and just maybe in general how the world is just kind of showing itself to you? That That's something that happens too, right? As the world becomes more dark and we can see more of the darkness, some people can fall back into fear and want to withdraw into their homes and not want to go outside. They don't want to engage with people, that type of stuff. And that is not what we're called to do. But let's go back to the healing because you're probably sitting there like, Lord, Lord, heal me, heal me. Why is he not doing that right now? I don't know for sure, but there are a couple of reasons. Number one, you are not ready. (laughs) Even though you're standing up like a two-year-old with your hand in the the air, jumping up and down saying, Jesus, heal me, heal me, heal me. Something isn't right. And that is what you have to take to God. Father, Father, Why am I not healed? Tell me, not questioning God in terms of why haven't you healed me yet, but tell me why, what do I need to know? Can I possibly work on something? Can I be more aware of what is going on? So again, the more you sit in reflection The more you're going to learn as a child, you're going to accept these things that God puts on your heart, even though they're hard to listen to. I'm telling you, sometimes when God puts thoughts in my head, I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) Really? Like you want me to go there? And sometimes we're not ready for that. So that would be my first suggestion is that you just open up your heart and you ask God to just fill it with the why. Why is it that you aren't being transformed? The answer could be also, everyone, unfortunately, the answer could be no. I think I've said this a million times, but I'll say it again. God answers your prayers in three ways. Number one, yes. Number two, yes but not right now. And number three, no. So you could be in the situation where, yes, I am going to heal that for you, but not right now, because look, you need work. I'd heal this for you. And in another two, three months, you'd be right back in the same position. So that's why we need to say, okay, Lord, Help me understand the near occasion of sin. Help me understand what's happening while I am in this situation. And also help me be aware so that I can fight so that I'm not falling into this. Now, healing isn't just like this miraculous thing that comes out of the blue. Now, I'm going to tell you that happened to me with my marijuana. But after a year, I went back 
And I challenged the whole thing. In other words, I was addicted for 20 years. I've been off of it for a year, so I must not be addicted. I'll just go ahead and smoke it and see where it goes and take it from there. That's what I did. It wasn't a year yet. It was six days short of a year. Isn't that funny? Six being the imperfect number representing humanity. December 6th was the day that I smoked it. And I, it would have been a year had I gone up until December 12th, which is Our Lady of Guadalupe's feast day. But I got sucked in to the devil's lies after coming back from a long trip from Europe. I had many a wine on the plane. My entire decision-making capabilities were skewed. They were not sharp at all. Came home, smoked, and then the next day, I wanted it again. I called my friend, and then I ran from God. I ran from God. I didn't go to confession. It was about two weeks where my husband finally came home one day from work. And he looked at me and he's like, are you kidding me? Like he's seen my life for a year without this stuff. And all of a sudden, like two weeks of just right back into my life, like it was for 20 years. And I looked at him and I said, dude, this is between me and God. And he looked at me with a pretty serious face and said, well, you better freaking start talking to him. And it was that following day that I went to confession and I ran to God instead of running away from God. So it was two weeks of hell, living my life, getting back into this addiction. And then my husband, again, this is God speaking through my husband And what a difference it makes when I turn and I run to God and I say, I need help. I cannot do this. I wonder if that two weeks became a month, became two months, became three months, if I would be back into the game. I don't know. So why am I telling you that whole story? Well, you know, sometimes it's not great to have those miraculous healings. Because you don't face the true near occasion of sin. You're not learning like a child. You're not walking through every day, looking back and saying, well, that kind of blew God. What in the world happened there? Versus the next day where you're like, that was pretty awesome, God. I need to remember how, <laughs> how I handled it with you this time versus yesterday when I didn't handle it with you or versus the day before where I kind of handled it with you, but then I became my own part. You know, like every single day is different. And number two, you're not ready or he is looking to sanctify somebody else with this change in your life. And maybe they're not ready. When transformation comes from God, it's always for the good. It's for the good of us and the people in our lives. If it's our change or well, it could be, and, or it could be both. And those around us who witness that change and who can see God working in our lives. So if you're 
a person out there who feels like your little Matthew. Oh, see me, see me, see me. Jesus, heal me, heal me. Keep persevering. Remember the three Ps. It's a process. We just don't have a clue what God is doing, but darn it, we know that it's for the good. So let's humbly give him our patience, but also humbly keep persevering in prayer. Don't just assume that because God knows everything in your mind and all of your thoughts, that he doesn't want you to talk to him about it, that he doesn't want you to cry to him about it, to yell at him about it. Yes, it's with respect, but in the end, he wants you to be real and honest when you sit down with him. Because if you don't, you're not even being you. You're trying to make yourself be something that you're not with the God who knows you better than you know yourself. So the sooner that you get over it (laughs) and you get real with God, the more he's going to show you. Because it takes two on this longer term transformation. It's not just, you know, Jesus, boom, coming in and doing some miraculous thing in your life. It is you and God falling and him picking you up and falling and him picking you up and falling and him picking you up. And hopefully then there are more times that you're not falling where you're leaning on him before you fall, leaning on him before you fall and you're not falling. And then it becomes, I'm leaning on him, leaning on him, leaning on him all the time. And then you're not falling at all. See how that kind of changes? But it does change with how we go to God. Instead of being that little spoiled kid, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Let's just every day try to hear God because I'm telling you, he is telling you what's going on. He is shouting it at you. The problem is you're not listening. You're not being quiet. You're not sitting down. You're not saying, okay, God, let's just look at what happened here (laughs) in this day between these hours at this event. Now let's dissect that together. And then ask Mary and the Holy Spirit and all the holy angels and guardian angels to come into your mind and to your heart and open it up and show you. Remember, rising to your eyes. Duh, that's exactly what happened. Why didn't I see that? Because sometimes we need God to walk through it with us. Now, have that persistence. I said it was a process. You need to be patient, but you need to be persistent. Don't think that you don't have to pray for these things because you've prayed and prayed and prayed and God knows your heart. We have to keep giving him our heart, keep praying for us and for others. We just never stop. But don't forget to reflect. I think that's where people have the big disconnect. They don't do the reflection. They don't learn like a child. And then they just get frustrated day after day after day. They're still 
fighting this, but they don't seem like they're any closer. They don't seem like they have what they need to see and what they need to work on is still very fuzzy. It's not clear. But the more that you sit with God, he is clarity. So he will tell you. It'll be somewhat shocking and simple sometimes. You'll be like, oh my gosh, that's so in my face simple. I can't even believe I never saw it. Okay. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, come Holy Spirit, come into our hearts, our minds, our souls. Help us to always seek you out, to never stop praying for healing and to know that your timing is perfect. Your answers are perfect. Even if the answer is no, that we won't be healed with something in our lives, we know that it is for the good of us or for people in our lives. So we will hold on to that suffering. We will continue to offer it up as a alignment and a uniting to you on the cross, Jesus. So today, help us just accept our lives and be satisfied. Be satisfied with who we are, where we are, with all of the things that you have given us and blessed us with. Please help us to continue to walk with you all day so that we are leaning on you more than you are picking us up off the floor. That's what we want, God. We want that kind of transformation where the falls are less, where we run to you more, where we humbly walk every day holding your hand. Mary, please, with your beloved spouse, the Holy Spirit, and the guardian angel within each of us, can you please guide us and lead us to Jesus' heart? Please take our petitions to him, dress them up, make them pure and holy, because when you bring things to Jesus, he cannot deny you, because you have no selfishness in you. You are all about love and of God, so we need your help, Mary. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Whew. Okay. Let's get out there. Let's be love. Let's know that God has a plan and that we are a part of it. We just don't know exactly what he's going to do in our lives. So let's just sit back and watch for miracles, watch for learnings, and let's be like a child today, opening our arms and asking God to carry us through the, through the day. All right, everyone, I love you all so much. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body, and have a blessed and inspired day.